Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. Champ and Clyde, the Knight Rider Years, a podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. I'm your host, Dave Champa. Hi. Your other host, Greg Klein. Gregory, it's been a weird week. How so? Um, our furnace has been just not working intermittently throughout the last four days. Oh, hasn't it been like <laughs> uh, negative digits? Yeah, so it's been like the perfect weather for that to happen. Mm. I think... Monday night into Tuesday, we meet. We hit a negative twenty with the wind chill. Yeah. Um. So our furnace has just sort of been crapping in and out all <laughs> for the last three days. It was just we've had to go down, but it's not like it wasn't shutting off completely. Like we're out of oil, it just won't come on, mm. and I'd have to go down and reset the furnace. And then four hours later, it would do it again, and I'd have to go down and reset the furnace. We finally had a furnace guy come in today. I think he fixed it. He came back. Actually, I was. We were the first stop at eight o'clock this morning, and he was the last stop here at six o'clock. You and I were down here prepping to record, and we heard a, a lone voice in the basement. Hello. It's actually quite a good thing that we were just getting ready to record, and he didn't show up. And we were talking about all kinds of weird stuff. I would have invited him onto the podcast. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> like, hey, it's our furnace guy. Come on, like that would have been phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to take a, uh, a quick hiatus from getting prepped, and I went out there with him and kind of helped him along. But uh, it seems to, fingers crossed, he seems to have gotten it back up and running. Keeping your fingers crossed. Um, crossed. He, ba- he basically said if anything happens overnight and we lose it, to call him on my way to work and he'll come back crossed. to get a look. What are you talking about, Greg? Cross. Judas Priest, Martha. It's one of those flaming bags again. <laughs> so it's funny that you were talking about oil because I got oil delivered to my house the other day. So we have two oil tanks in our basement, which is great because we can kind of alternate between the two yeah, yeah, yeah. and never run out. Never run out, assuming that the gauges are correct. So we placed correct. an order for oil, thinking that we had a quarter tank left, but no, we actually bottomed out. And when we got home, our furnace wasn't running. And your your tanks, they don't switch over, right? You have to manually right. swap to the next tank. Right, exactly. So Which was- is fine, because so we either had bo- have both tanks open, and you use them equally, or alternate between the two. Because right. we found that if you have... One like let's say let's say we have oil and we get oil delivered into one tank, but both tanks are open. Yeah, it, they'll equalize over a, a couple of days. Cause oh. it's, but it's pushing backwards through the filter, so it's pushing all the crap back out of the filter. Right, again. right. So I'm like, now. Nah, eh. But anywho, learned how to um learn how to bleed my furnace last night. I well, and you called me, and I was like, you never call me. You either send me really sexy texts, or we just don't talk for a couple days at a time. So when you called, I had to call you back because you when, yeah. you when I texted you, you said something about bleeding the line, and I'm like, all right, I'm I, I actually have an opportunity to help Greg for something, so <laughs> I'm gonna call him back. It's I, funny. <laughs> Like of all the years of owning a house and like all this, I've never ran out of oil and I've never had to bleed the line. Yeah, and I know you've done it a few times. Yeah, and I'm just like, talk me through it. Just want to make sure I don't make a mess. Right, and it was it was really easy because that was what I had to do. My fir- the first time I ever had to bleed the line here, I had to call somebody because I was mm-hmm. like, does anyone have any experience bleeding the line? Because I do not want to call somebody in and pay through the nose mm. if this is easily done and i had a buddy call me and walk me through the whole thing yeah told me to look for the little dink <laughs> look for the little dink yep <laughs> yeah it was a piece of cake good good so hopefully furnaces are on both ends are up and running and uh everybody's happy to uh to be warm i know <laughs> although well, of course tonight it's gonna start rising temperature tomorrow is gonna be 50 degrees <laughs> yeah if anybody's been watching the weather in the northeast it's been bitter cold but 
today, tonight, and tomorrow, it's going to be like in the 50s. Temperature will be rising slowly between 37 and 50 between now and 11 o'clock tomorrow it's morning. It's going to be awesome because all that snow we just got is going to start melting. Right. And then it's all going to freeze. Sure. And it's going to create a gigantic mess. Sure is. Awesome. It's going to be great. I love every second of it. So there's something that I've been wanting to do for weeks, and we've just kept... Like things just kept getting put off. Like we had the snowstorm and we had to like remote in. So I didn't want to do it then. And then last week, I feel like we were just running long with our conversation. So I cut it last week. I had found this list of, of words that I wanted to like discuss with you. It was, it was called these alternative cuss words. Okay. Like alternative swears. And for some reason, I found them funny. They may not be as funny to you or anyone else listening. Now, but I'm going to go through them. Okay. This is from the Tim Hawkins Handbook of Alternative Cuss Words. But are these are these cuss words that are replacing existing words or are they u- like specifically replacing words or are they just words to use in place of swearing in general? That. Okay. So basically they're words to use. So like if you're if you're pissed off at something instead mm-hmm. of saying oh fuck, yeah. They have a whole list of words for you to say. If you're overwhelmed or like exasperated, Instead of using a swear, they have other other alternative cuss words that you can say. So kind of like the stuff that Kimmy Schmidt says? Yes. Okay. Or like, oh, have you ever seen The Good Place? Yes. How in The Good Place you can't swear. Uh-huh. So she always says, this is bullshit. And like, what the fork? Yeah. So it's things like words like that. Huh. I found them to be very funny. And that's probably only the, I'm the only person that will find these funny. But I'm going to go ahead and read them to you anyway. Please do, Dave. Especially some of them are some of them are really funny. So, just a couple of just to ease us in to the first few. So, if you are pissed off at something or you're mad, you could use the word "aw shucks" or "rats," or this one is "shizzle." <laughs> okay. Crapola. Yep. Turd. <laughs> Sheesh. See, we're laughing, I think, because we're idiots. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, sheesh, Here's man. one. Wingnut. Okay. Don't be such a wingnut. <laughs> like, these are not funny, but they're making me laugh. Um, kaka. I use kaka, kaka all the time. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, kaka. I got a kaka. Oh, kaka. <laughs> um, fiddlesticks. Oh, <laughs> if you're exasperated My on something. My dad would always use that. Did he really? Oh, fiddlesticks. Yeah, fiddles- I use fiddlesticks all the time. Um what is Oh My Lanta? I have heard that. That was from Full House. This is totally Kimmy Schmidt stuff. This is totally, it's not, yeah. It's, One of my favorites, which I actually use a lot, is malarkey. Oh, totally. I love the word malarkey. whole lot of malarkey going on yeah, around here. that's a bunch of malarkey. Uh, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Dad would use that, too. Really? Ah, come on. My dad was born in 1928. He had some of the best slang. I was going to say, from that era, I bet he had a lot of good slang. Ah, Gadzooks. Did he ever use um, uh, Dag Nabbit? No. Oh, see, that was one my grandmother used to use that one all the time. Dag nabbit. Dag nabbit or shucky darn. Shucky darn. <laughs> shucky darn was a good one. Ficky don. Oh, good gravy. I use that one a lot. Actually, that was one of the words on here. <laughs> Buckethead? I don't think that one is. You Buckethead? Not the guitarist, but. No, not the guitarist. Um, Dag gummit. Dag gummit. Okay. I've heard that one before. Uh, instead of saying son of a bitch, uh, uh, son of a biscuit. I use that one a lot. Actually, what, what would son of what would that be? Would that be like a crouton? The son of a the son of a biscuit? Yes, it would totally be a crouton. But experiencing a horrible death death by being like cooked in an oven. Yes. Son of a biscuit, make it crispy. <laughs> son of a bacon bit. <laughs> son of a bacon bit. I've never heard that one, but I love that though. Okay. Uh, son of a Baptist preacher. Okay. That must have been a really. I've never heard that one. Well, you're the son of a Baptist preacher. Um, here's one I use, if only because I saw it in a commercial a long time ago. Great googly moogly. <laughs> Great googly moogly. You ever heard that one? Yes, I love that one. This is like stuff like children's stuff. Oh yeah. Great yeah. googly moogly. Judas Priest. I use that one a lot. <laughs> Judas Priest. Just because of Billy Madison. Okay. Judas Priest, Martha. It's one of those flaming bags again. <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Pie hole's a good one. That's a good Why one. Why does it have to be a pie, though? I don't know. Shut your cake. Well, there's cake hole. Cake hole. Shut your pie hole. Here's one that my mother used to use and her mother used to use, and I don't understand it. Heavens to Betsy. Have you ever heard that one? It's like heavens to Murgatroyd. Oh, heavens to Betsy. 
You've never, have you ever heard that? Of course, one? I've heard that. <laughs> Heavens to Betsy, you're fat. <laughs> um, he double hockey sticks. That's one that I think still kind of makes the rounds every once in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> suck eggs. <laughs> My God, so, I'll teach your grandmother to suck okay, eggs. Okay, so I told that story to Eva and had her listen to the Happy Happy Joy Joy song, <laughs> and this was week months ago. And she came up to me and she goes, "Dad." I'm going to teach you how to suck eggs. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Look what you've done. <laughs> so that was a good one. Uh, um, this one, Farfignugan? Far- oh, yeah, Farfignugan. Far- I'll have a big bowl of Farfignugan. <laughs> I don't... What, what would you say? What would, how would you use Farfignugan <laughs> as an alternative cuss word? Farfignugan. How would you use Farfignugan? Oh, Farfignugan. I forgot my wallet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ah, Farfig Nugan. <laughs> I'll Farfig your Nugan. Uh, um, horse hockey. What the hell's that? It's that's an exa- Hor- horse apples. Uh, okay. uh, hor- oh, that was actually another one. Horse apples. Horse hockey. The only I've only ever heard that in Mash. You ever yeah. watch the show Mash? Yeah. Colonel Potter Not used really, to use but... that word. Ah, horse hockey. Horse like, hockey. It's just like a, 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 a like a word of frustration. Is that like a, a slang word for polo? Yes. Horse hockey, horse patootie, horse patootie. You're you're finer than a horse patoot horses pat. Nope, not gonna work. <laughs> it's not work. <laughs> um, and then a couple, a, a few last ones. Uh, G Willikers. Oh sure. Uh, this one I've never heard. Bull Twinkies. <laughs> oh, pff, are they talking about a... bull? Are they got balls? Are they talking about bull bull Twinkies? Bull Twinkies. <laughs> I don't know what bull Twinkie is. Bull bull shaft. I hope not. I hope it's not a bullshit. Bull Twinkie. Are you talking about? I don't. I don't know. Really, really. I don't know how to do it. You I got can, nothing. I got nothing. You're out. All right. If anyone else out there has any other cuss words that they've heard before or they know of words that have been used, let us know. Email us. Call us and let us know because I'd love to know other ones. I think Greg and I are going to try to incorporate these cuss words more into our recording schedule mm. uh, as much as possible um we'll, we'll see if that works out but yeah if anybody uh if anybody knows of any other ones definitely uh definitely let us know you want to look at the twitter responses and our twitter poll results lick at the twitter what lick what no i said look at the twitter poll results lick lick the twit twit poll gee shucky darn greg will you stop flippity jib it david play the damn stuff all right you ready Yes. So what I asked was two questions. I was here. I know. Who is more likely to think they can freestyle rap? <laughs> Michael or Devin? Devin. You and I both said Devin. Wholeheartedly said Devin. Uh, we had two two responses back. We had uh, Bill from the Atari Bytes podcast said he chose Michael, but he wants to write in Bonnie. Because when Bonnie punches out at five and sheds the jumpsuit, it's game on. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, I was actually thinking about Bonnie's jumpsuit. If you notice, like, she has many. Like, she's oh, yeah. not wearing the same ones. Maybe Never. she has, like, her rap battle jumpsuit. Like, it's an Adidas tracksuit. Yes. She, sl- she slides off one jumpsuit, and she's already wearing the jumpsuit under it for her freestyle. Do you think she does, like, like rap battles and, like, you know, slam poetry jams? I don't know. I bet she's more of a slam poet. Absolutely. She walks into the bar. She goes, bartender, get me a beer. Get me a Beer. Flibbity gibbet. Give me a flibbity gibbity beer. She comes in and she starts slam poeting. <laughs> She's like, Michael. Michael Knight. He's the man. Fly away. <laughs> what the fuck? That was my slam poetry. <laughs> that was Bonnie's slam poetry. And all she, she kicks the microphone stand over, I, spits on the first table, and then walks out. All right, you do it. Devin, Devin as a slam poet. Devin as a slam poet. Go. <laughs> Flip it to gibbet. I don't know. You want me to do another? I can't. I don't care. Devin as a slam poet. Yeah, Ready? you do it. Cedric, my father, he loves. I love. The hell is this haikus or something? War. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's my that's my slam poetry for the day. <laughs> Devin the slam poet. Okay. 
The, uh, what would Michael then? How about Michael? I might be able to do Michael. Right, do, do Michael as a slam poet. Go for it, all right? All right, Greg's prepping. He's getting himself ready. He's finding his Michael voice. He's finding the night voice. <laughs> Darkness. Faces floating. New life born. Past buried. Dead and gone. Oh my. Eternity. Dude, I, that, got, I, got, I turned a little Murdoch in there, but that was perfect. Yeah, you that was like amazing. That? <laughs> um, Richard voted for Devin because of the fact that he says Devin's vocabulary is more developed than Michael's, and he's probably fluent in at least two other languages. So he's saying he definitely Devin would be more. Um, more apt to freestyle rap. And listeners were actually split 50-50. Wow, okay. 50% Michael, 50% Devin. I mean, I would say Devin is probably fluent in French, German, and of course the King's English. Absolutely, 100%. So the next question I put out was, who is more likely to be completely shocked by every fact that you tell them? Michael or Kit? And I said Kit, but we, in a really shitty way. We both said Kit, but it would be more of a like facetious, like, oh, please. No, I really want to hear what you're saying. Like, oh, really? Yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. wow, Kit. I didn't know that the moon is 240,000 miles away. <laughs> Did you know that? Were you, were you aware of that? Did you? Oh, no. No, please tell me. I, I'm, not the, I'm not the car of the future. Please tell me more. I need to learn all of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's what's a, what are the um, results? So the results of this were 50, 57% for Michael, actually. 57% of our listeners said Michael is more likely to be completely shocked by every fact. 43% agreed with you and I that Kit was the one to do it. And it's inter- but we did it and we know we're being really jerky about it, but I think Michael would be like, "Wow, that's but like not shocked, but like truly truly amused and interested." Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. No, I, I think didn't that... know that your father fought in the Civil War. Oh, How old are you? Yeah. Please tell me more. How doesn't make any sense. Could I take you out for drinks? <laughs> oh, do you like hamburgers? Oh, you do? That is fascinating. <laughs> I like hamburgers, too. Uh, let's go out and get a hamburger together. Tell me more about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm surprised that more people thought that Michael would be the one. But I, I'm still I'm still sticking with my I'm still sticking directly with my kit. I like your kit. Sticking directly into kit. Oh, I love your kit, Dave. <clears throat> and then Richard left us a a Twitter message that I I have to laugh about because it's such a Michael thing. Says somehow I think Michael would love being in the classroom with his leather jacket. He would be the teacher's pet, and on the last day of class, he asks his professor out to dinner. <laughs> It's like fourth grade. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Fourth grade with his leather coat. Yeah, but if it was fourth grade. It would be Michael Long then. But it would still have the same sweat. So I wonder if Michael Long dresses or dressed like Michael Knight, or if Michael Knight is wearing attire specifically uh, allotted by the foundation. Oh, that's a good question. Like, you have to dress like this. Mm. That's a really good question. You have to wear clothes pre-approved by Winton Knight. (laughs) And since he's dead, like, this is it. This is your wardrobe. This is all... All you get. Yeah. You get a red turtleneck, you get a leather coat, and you get a belt buckle in varying sizes. That's all you get. That's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, Greg, you want to go to Richard's Corner? I do. So I have to say before we play this that Greg and I purposely waited to record. We were actually ready to record at 6 o'clock and we're like good to go. And I said to Greg about... 15 minutes before we were recording, I'm like, hey, we should probably wait because Richard usually leaves a voicemail at 7.15. <laughs> and I was, we were like, you know, you're probably right. I probably should just wait for this. And sure enough, we waited. 7.20. <laughs> Bing! Here comes the hotline message. So I'm glad we waited. Um, so we're going to go ahead and play that right now. Here we go, Richard. Hey, guys. I have an observation about Bonnie that I wanted to bring up. I noticed that sometimes she makes jokes about the women Michael's dating. And she, she's got to know that he's sleeping with most, if not all, of them. Um, and it, it, sometimes it does seem that she really doesn't care either way. But uh, last week, Michael told her that they loved each other when he snapped her out of that trance that she was in. He did. And this week, she appears to be jealous, even um, sad and upset when Stevie's being discussed. Now, my question is, can Bonnie not care about all these women and be jealous? Have a good week, guys. You know, it's a really good question. <laughs> Can Bonnie not care about these women and still be jealous? Yes. 
I think she can. Absolutely. I still think she can be jealous. Here's the unfortunate part of Bonnie's story. Mm. We're not going to see Bonnie for an entire season. It's so sad. Because they fired the actress and replaced her in season two and then rehired her in season three. So we're going to get no Bonnie. In about two weeks. Is, it, we're still, almost is done. it still Bonnie, though? No. It's somebody else. It's a completely different character. That's so dumb. They fired Patricia McPherson and, re- and hired a new actor. Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm going to be listening intently to see the reason why Bonnie is different or, or they changed. Yeah. To see if maybe Bonnie had to leave for a while, go into witness protection or something like that. I would be super curious because then they hired her back at the top of season three because there was a backlash. And again, where. Two episodes after this one, I think we're two episodes away from the finale. So we, we're close to season two. Guys, we're so close to the end of season one. This is so much fun. I'm pretty excited. I've had a lot of fun with this first season. But uh, Tell your friends. We need more listeners. We really, really do, guys. Seriously. Greg, do you want to get into you want to get into the episode? Let's drive right into that. Let's drive right into this, guys. It's season one, episode 20, Night Moves. I want to ask you a question before we jump into the episode here. Have you ever had a CB radio? Yeah, I okay. actually have so a couple. Yeah. You do okay. If you had a working, do you have? Are they working? Uh, they work, but they're not hooked okay. up to anything yet. What would your CB handle be? Oh, geez, right. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm just just out of curiosity. What oh, would your CB handle be? Flibbity gibbet. This is um, flibbity gibbet. This is uh, this is rat's ass. <laughs> rat's ass. <laughs> I don't know the doctor. Or, or, um, I don't know. I, she's what? Yes, David. They have a personalized CB name generator. All right, do it. Let's <laughs> I'm going to try to load it right now. Okay. So, how about handle? you? Do you know what yours might be? I actually don't. Okay, convert your first initial. Okay, here we go. Your, okay, convert your first initial. So, Adam becomes Admiral. Bob becomes, okay, so you're Greg. So, G, G becomes Godfather. Godfather. And then converting your last initial, so K. <laughs> Godfather Knuckles. <laughs> Godfather Knuckles? Yeah, here you come back. I am Danger Dog Coyote. Danger Dog Coyote and, and Grandfather Knuckles. Godfather Knuckles. Godfather Knuckles. <laughs> I like Grandfather better. Godfather Knuckles and Danger Dog Coyote. <laughs> yes! It's <laughs> the greatest CB handle ever. What's up? Danger Dog Coyote, you there? Come back. Get back to me there, uh, Godfather Doctor. You got your ears on? Knuckle nuts. I forget your name. You got Smoky Mile Post 25. The reason I ask you that, Greg, is because we're going to spend a lot of time with CB handles and truckers. So this today, you know, you know how we tried to muscle our way through Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, this had Smokey and the Bandit written all over it. <sighs> oh, absolutely! Like, all, like if you could write on it. Yes. It would be. It would say Smokey and the Bandit. The only thing it was missing was Burt Reynolds. Oh, Burt. Oh, rest in peace. We love you, Burt. He's not dead. I know he's not. He's just pretending. <laughs> you think he is? You think he's just gone into hiding? He's just, no. He, I think he's like he's that stubborn that he's pretending to be dead, and they buried him. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Just living his life down there. <laughs> yep. Or whatever he does now. Whatever. <laughs> just just waiting. Okay. He'll be back. So, the first thing we see when we open the episode is a gentleman named Rick, by the uh, goes by the CB handle Big Brother, and he calls into his sister Terry, who goes by the CB handle Terry the Tiger. Okay, he calls Terry to tell her that he's almost back. He's home free. He'll be that. He'll be back. He'll be back home pretty quickly. They get off the radio, and Rick is immediately pursued by another truck who pulls up next to him and tells Rick to pull over. Mm. Rick sort of refuses and was trying to get out of his way. The guy gets out of his window and shoots out Rick's front tire, forcing Rick to pull off to the side of the road. Rick gets out. The men get out of the car with their rifles, shoot Rick in the shoulder, take his truck, mm-hmm. and drive away. Well, well, they show up in another truck, just the cab, just the, the tractor. Rick has a gun, pulls a gun on them, too. That's why they shoot him. Oh, right. Yeah. And then they swap out Rick's tractor for theirs and take his, his load. They take the load back, But yeah. leave his tractor, yes. which didn't. I mean, they just wanted the stuff, I guess. Right. But anyway, yeah, poor Rick shot. Shot right there at the side of the road. I thought he was dead at first until I saw him drive away, and I, and I saw like he picked his head up. But I really thought they were going to kill him right at the offset. It just feels like something Knight Rider would do, mm. just to kill off a, one, a one-off character. But he becomes a pretty central part of the rest of the story. Um, so we cut to Michael and Kit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, kid is complaining about uh, CB radio and he, the, 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 the dialect. He doesn't like the way the dialect sounds. Well, he's like, I'm picking up some weird chatter. I don't know what this is. Like, yeah. like it's trying a weird dialect. Yeah. And, and and that's where Michael's like, it's CB talk, Kit. Right. I used to do, I remember that from when I was a cop. Yeah, want exactly. Me to, want me to teach you? And he's like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm all set. I'm good with that. So as they're talking, Devin calls in to Michael and tells him that uh, he's just received a phone call from the president of Microtech Electronics. Hmm. Uh, turns out a shipment of highly sensitive electronic components was stolen near Albuquerque, New Mexico. And Michael must go and investigate on behalf of the Alliance of Independent Truckers, who have recently been hijacked. A number of their rigs have been hijacked. Mm-hmm. Michael's pissed because he wanted to go to Chicago yeah. with Devin on their on their trip. And he's like, all right, Devin, fine. I'll go to Albuquerque, but you need to promise me one thing if you're in Chicago. You need to bring me back a Chicago deep dish pizza. <laughs> okay, Michael. <laughs> I can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I really hoped I really hoped that he had followed through with it. Yeah, like Devin brings back a, a Chicago deep dish pizza in his briefcase and it's all like just falling apart, like all the sauce is falling out of it. He can't even open it because the cheese is stuck yeah. to the top of the fat. Like, well, here you go. Thanks. <laughs> so we kind of jump right into the story because Michael immediately, the next thing we see is Michael meeting up with Rick and Terry who took over the alliance of truckers from their father who passed mm. away. Yeah, it's like they own a trucking company, but their father is the one that put the alliance together. Right. It's basically just like a union of independent truckers. Mm-hmm. Basically, they formed it so that the independent truckers could stay competitive with larger uh, competing trucker uh, yeah. larger competing trucking companies. Right. Uh, and so the dad did this. They own their own company, but the dad had started this alliance to keep mm-hmm. um, to keep the private truckers funded and and moving in the right direction. Uh, Michael asks Terry, hey, can you give me a list of all the Alliance truckers? Like, that would be really helpful if you could do that for me. And mm-hmm. Terry's like, actually, I'll do you one better. Why don't you come to the town meeting tonight? Mm-hmm. Basic, or not the town meeting, but the Alliance meeting. Right. Tonight in the warehouse. But this is a, a scene, so they're talking outside the shop, and this other truck pulls in behind Kit. Ozzy you know, and Kurt. Ozzy and Kurt. Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they just these two guys just park their 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 truck behind behind Kit and Michael and Terry are talking and stuff. These guys go inside, and Michael and Terry finish up after Terry invites him to the meeting. Yep. And then he turns around and looks at the truck that's blocking him in, and it's like he's like, ugh. And Terry says, "Just just wait here. I'll go get them." Right. And so Michael gets in the car with Kit, and Kit's like, "I don't know. I don't like what you're thinking, Michael. Right. I don't feel like I want to do this." Like, I don't feel like getting damaged or whatever. And Michael basically backs into the truck, much like that garbage truck a couple episodes back, and pushes it out of the way sideways. Oh, yeah. After Kit's complaining about it. I'm starting to learn Kit, I think it's just complaining in general. Right. He's like, I don't want to do this. Right. Because he just doesn't feel like it. I don't think it's actually going to do anything. Because once again, we notice this... Alpha circuit is fully intact by pushing. It's fine by pushing a, a truck. But out of the I way. think it's just commentary on what kind of a douchebag Michael is, because all he had to do was wait ten more seconds. Because these guys weren't really going to give him a problem, right? And now, now he made an enemy with this guy because instead of waiting, yes, he was, might have been a bit of a jerk to park behind him, but he wasn't doing it to be a jerk, right? So Michael pushes his truck out of the way by backing into it. Right. Of course. Now you're trying to help these guys and you're making enemies right off the bat. Yeah. He's just such, he is really just a very he's a very pompous asshole. He is. He can be very pompous and basically just like, no, I'm going to do what I want. You don't want to back into this kit? Okay, then put me in manual. I'll take us out. Right. But Michael, <laughs> they're just going to come right out and they're going to move, move. Shut up, kit. You shut up. Right. You I, don't. You don't talk back to me. I need that twelve seconds. Like, all right come on shut up i know but then michael so all throughout this episode michael's driving around way too fast and taking turns way too hard right just skidding all over the place oh absolutely he drives like such As, a dink he Man. really does so michael leaves and we cut to riggins distribution where michael has arrived and he's posing as a freelance investigator for microtech and he tells riggins i want to find out who's hijacking all these it trucks He's like, I want to find out who's 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 hitting these independent truckers. I, 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 you need to tell me. And Riggins is just like, yeah, all right, I, I'll help you with that. I, I'm, I'm more than willing to do whatever you need to do for that. Yeah, yeah, okay, I could do that. Yeah, I, and Riggins is like, kind of like, just this burly, 
bearded older man. Like, I don't even know how to describe him. He's just kind of like a frumpy older man. Grandfather Knuckles. Grandfather Knuckles. (laughs) (laughs) So, So we cut to the meeting. And we meet Sheriff Winston, who, and again, this must be a trope of 80s shows. This is the sheriff who wants no ill will in his town. I know. He wants nothing to do with Michael But Knight. have you noticed, I think all these sheriffs are, have like the same color uniforms. They do. They're not like It's crazy. like the diarrhea brown with the full-brimmed hat. <laughs> diarrhea brown. <laughs> I heard you say the diary of brown. Di- no, di- diarrhea. Is that, like a, is that like a poop diary? It is. It's a poop diary. Hey, remind me next week to talk about the poop knife. There's, I have a story about a poop knife. <laughs> remind me to talk about that one next week. Um, so Sheriff Winston, the men basically tell Sheriff Winston, hey, we want law enforcement to protect us. And he's like, cool. I, Sheriff's like, fine, I'd be happy to do that, but then you need to tell the county to up our budget. That's sure. the only way I'm going to give you the protection that you need. So, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. So this the sheriff again appears to be the only one in the entire department, just by himself. We don't see. Do we see any other cops? The only way that we we he get he he's in a in a vehicle later on when he confronts Michael at the the wagon wheel motel. Yes, but he's not driving. So there's at least one other cop. Yeah. in town. Uh, but yeah, he's like not interested at all. Yeah. In stopping this. Oh, no, absolutely not. He's like the cop from Big Lebowski when he's just looking. Every time he sees Michael, he's like, I don't like a jerk-off name. I don't like a jerk-off face. And I don't like you, jerk-off. Well, think about it. <laughs> Michael just shows up in town kind of unannounced and pushes some guy's truck around. Right. And it's just like hey, putting, that, putting the moves on Terry. Right. And later in the episode, we get a line from the sheriff who's like, every time something bad happens, your fucking face shows up. <laughs> Well, you know what, Sheriff? Well, we'll get to that We'll later. get to that in a few minutes. So Sheriff Winston's like, fine, I'll give you protection. You tell the county to up my budget. And so then we meet a guy named Volker. Sheriff Winston. That's my favorite scene of that movie. <laughs> All right. So we meet a guy named Volker. He comes out of the, he basically comes out of the darkness <laughs> and offers these men a proposition. He comes out of the night? Basically, yes, exactly. <laughs> He just opens up Michael's. <laughs> I'm here to uh, I'm here to offer you gentlemen a proposition. Jesus, flippity chippets, <laughs> where did you come from? You did it, you did it, Greg. That's my that's my word. <laughs> so he's like, listen, here's the deal. You sell me. He's tell, he's talking to the Alliance here. He's like, you sell me your trucks at a fair price, mm-hmm. and I will guarantee every single one of you a fair a lifetime job. That's all I'm asking. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, that seems pretty legit. Uh-huh. But it's at a very suspicious time because everyone's getting threatened by these trucks. Right. And um, they're you know, getting held at gunpoint. They're ta- all these rigs are being taken for all the electronic components. Exactly. So they're really hesitant. And this is where Sheriff Winston pulls Michael aside and was like, listen, I don't like any outside agitation in my town. And Michael's like, I- I- I'm going to go ahead and assure you everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm not, we're, I'm not we're, doing anything. We're good. I'm just investigating something. I'm trying not to cause any trouble. I might take Terry to the ball, though. Shockingly, Michael offers Terry a ride home. <laughs> I know. And he, Okay, so I was watching this with Christy, and she commented on it, though I was noticing it, too. How much Michael touches women? <laughs> oh, just wait till my favorite scene in the episode. I think it's in the next act. Okay. So as they leave... Kurt and Ozzy are getting ready to go, and, and Kurt stops and says, no, 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 we're not going anywhere. He's like, I got other plans for this Michael Knight. And we cut to commercial, and we come back, and we get to the motel. And Kit tells Michael that, um, because earlier when they're driving back, he and Terry, he tells Terry that his CB handle is Kit. Yes. And Kit tells Michael, he's like, that's really dull. I know. He's like, I don't like that. He's like, he's like what about what about Hot Knight? <laughs> Why wasn't the episode called Hot Night? I told I would have been so much more on board with it. But like, you know, CB names are generally clever. Well, not that really. I guess Grandfather Knuckles isn't particularly clever. But what does Hot Night mean? I don't know. But I love that Kit was the one who came up with it. Like, He's like, I can just picture like Hot Night. Like Michael just came out of a sauna in a black bathrobe, like right. Terry cloth bathrobe. Or Michael had a hot night with Terry. Or I don't know. I don't know. Why did an, or a hot night in Kit? Maybe it's one of those nights that Kit locked locked him inside again. And Michael like, and Michael is literally a hot night because it's his last name. He just turns the heat up and won't let Michael out. Kit, 
night? What the? It's kind of like it's the opposite of a Cleveland steamer. It's a hot night. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what the hot night is. The opposite of a Cleveland steamer? How is that the opposite of a Cleveland steamer? I don't know. It'd have to be cold. <laughs> it would have to be cold out of a dead tauntaun. I don't understand what that is, David. I don't know. Dagnabbit. I don't even want to write the ship. You don't want to write the ship? I don't ship? want to get back on track. <laughs> okay. okay, so Kurt and Ozzy, as this is happening, Kurt and Ozzy get back to the hotel, and they get there, and they pull out these baseball bats, and they basically start bashing Kit. Obviously, nothing is happening. Do you like? Do you do a lot of modeling, David? Are you familiar with the term kit bashing? No. It's when you take multiple like model kits and put them together to make a new kit. No. It's a, yeah. So I love that. They're kit bashing. That's exactly what they're doing. But they're not being constructive. They're just. They're, they're being... not even being destructive. They're just hitting kit with bats. Right, because they're just like happening. the bats are bouncing back at them because there's not nothing's happening. Kit radios Michael and was like, hey, Michael, um, you might want to come out here. There's yeah, radios some- Michael because Michael just went inside. He's lying in, in bed in the hotel room, and Kit radios to him. Michael's like, Kit says, there's some men out here making quite a ruckus, yes. which is another good, good uh, term. Ruckus is a good one. Another, yeah. Making a ruckus. And Michael it's like, okay. Yeah. Slowly gets up. Puts on his shoes one at a time, gets his jacket, walks outside, says, what are you guys doing? Right. And Kurt's like, I don't like that you're messing around with Terry. And Michael's like, "What? I drove her home. Okay. Like, All right, fine. And then Kurt kind of just goes after Michael, loses spectacularly. <laughs> I know. Kit backs into Ozzy. <laughs> Just as the sheriff shows up. And Ozzy's just like, did you see that? That car backed up all by itself. And the sheriff like kind of gets out of his car. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That didn't happen. You know I what was, you're talking about. I was sure that the sheriff was going to arrest Michael here. and we're, Me too. I was so worried that this episode was just going to play the same same track again of just like... Michael in prison. Kit yeah. has to break him out, cause, but Kit's impounded, so someone has to get him out of... The, yeah. Yeah. But no, he didn't. He walks up and he goes, listen, I did some research on you, Michael. I couldn't find anything. And Michael's like, is that, a, is that a problem? Yeah. That's the whole exchange. No, he said, is that illegal? Oh, is that illegal? And that- the co- he's like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. So that's the, f- okay, so this is the thing. I'm fine with Michael Knight being a secret agent, Michael Knight being this underground whatever crime fighter. Right. You think the foundation would have given him a front? There should have been some sort of a prior history than he woke up as Michael Knight and that's his life basically moving forward he has no childhood he has no past he came out of a jar basically they grew him they, they grew him in a big tube like krieger grows his uh his clones i need to keep watching that yeah you should it's good <laughs> but yeah like they don't give i wish that they had given him just some semblance of a backstory yeah i know just something for for moments like this. But I want it to be like something just real, like or or what would be even better is that every time that a sheriff department or somebody looks up who Michael Knight is, it's a different backstory. So Michael never knows how to react to it, right? So it says here that you're in the plumbing business. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was. Uh, right. I'm I'm good with plum- plumbing. Sure, I, I plumb things. And there are other ones. It's like. Ah, oh, so you were the executive chef at this five, you know, this Michelin star restaurant. Could you? Uh, what just happened to me? Could you cook me? Could you cook me a ring ding? <laughs> a ring sir, ding, sir. That's a little Drake's cake. I can just go buy that at the store. Cook me a ring ding. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. Moving along. Mm. So the next day, uh, in the semi truck, which again plays into this whole thing about what the hell the why this is such a big semi truck because we get the interior shot of kit pulling in Mm -hmm. there's no room for anything else but a but a car right exactly absolutely no room i don't know i don't understand it and there's bonnie bonnie shows up in another jumpsuit of hers um she always looks good she really does she's always very well kept and then my as michael and devon are talking bonnie says that she's installing a long range Listening she said, a long range tracking scope. Okay, is what she referred to. Basically, she put a CB radio in him. <laughs> That's what she did. She gave him a CB radio, <laughs> so he can monitor. So they can monitor all the Alliance trucks. Oh, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. But this is the point where then Kit becomes very impressed 
with CB radios and truck driver lingo when earlier he thought it was really unimpressive and dumb and he didn't want to have anything to do with it. But now that he, but that makes me wonder if every time Bonnie installs some sort of new technology, does that instill a fascination in Kit's programming? Maybe or he has to like it. But he was. Well, he kept saying how he was really, really touched that all the truckers were heeding wildlife. That they knew where the wildlife was. Yes. Because he said that every time they see a bear, they tell everybody else so right. that they can avoid that bear. Right. Isn't that sweet? And Michael just starts like laughing at him. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great, Kit. Uh-huh. That's, that's fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> that's fun. That's awesome. Um. So the story goes that apparently Bonnie has this information about Volker. Apparently Volker is employed by Prairie Trucking. And Volker's job is to buy out struggling independents and basically buy them out to keep them running. Sure. So we cut back to Riggins' distribution and Terry has decided that she's going to take a job for Mr. Riggins because they need the money. Mm-hmm. So she takes a job, she gets in the truck, and she drives out, and she starts she starts out on her route. Um, back at the motel, Michael. Back at the motel. Back at the motel, the wagon wheel motel. So I just, can I comment on the wagon wheel motel? Yes, please. What the shit was up with that sign? I mean, it. So the lights were blinking deliberately. That's not like it's meant to look like it's a bad, but that was deliberate like the motel owner wanted the sign to blink just commenting any other viewers saw that tell me what you think right absolutely um (laughs) you weren't listening to me i was looking at something on my notes i'm sorry (laughs) it's fine so he goes back to the motel and Mm -hmm. michael goes and talks with volker and basically gives him a warning and it's like listen if i find out that prairie trucking is behind these hijackings you're gonna live to regret it that's all i'm gonna say to you that's it. But he pretty much assured him that he would live to regret it. I'm not going to let anything happen to you because right. I'm going to take it out on you. Yeah, he's like, you get a living and you get off on making money out of people's misery and desperation. He's like, if I find out that you were behind this and your company was behind it, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. <clears throat> so he gets, So basically he just leaves there, gets in the car, and we see Terry, <clears throat> who's on the road, and she's actually in the process of being hijacked. We can see the, the truckers pull up next to her and try to get her to pull over. Mm-hmm. Terry calls in a 1033, which is code for help, basically, because Kit doesn't know what that is. I know. Kit doesn't know what that is. Yeah, Michael, she's calling in a 1033. What's a 1033? It's a call for help. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And he, So he peels out and he leaves. Now, this is where I think Knight Rider has shined for me in the last couple weeks mm-hmm. of episodes. Anytime there's a chase sequence like this, I'm fully on board. Yes. And this was another one of those really great chase sequences. So Terry is doing her best to kind of avoid being hijacked. Michael and Kit catch up to her. The men shoot the back of the truck, like the, the, the load of the truck, off the, ba- off the front. They shoot the trailer. They shoot the trailer. I don't know what I don't know what the lingo is. What yeah. is it called? What is yeah, it just the trailer. They shoot like the air hoses and the brake hoses yeah. and stuff. So they shoot the trailer off the truck, causing the trailer to roll off an embankment. Yeah, just go away. <laughs> it just disappears. So they lose they lose what they're trying to hijack. But in all that jostling, Terry gets knocked out. Right. Barely conscious behind the wheel. Michael gets out of kit and like jumps onto the side of the rig, mm-hmm. gets in slows everything down and actually is able to drive the car to safety. A really great sequence. I think this is where the show shines, for me at least. I th- it works so well. It's where the show shines? It's where the show It's where the show shines. It's where the show shines. It's Japan for. So at the diner, and this part actually made me really sad. <clears throat> so we cut back to the diner. Yeah, it did, didn't it? And Michael goes to see Volker. And Volker's like, kind of like getting all like, cutesy with with the waitress norma yeah and, like gives her a kiss and he's like kind of saying and we're like they're kind of lovey-dovey with each other and yeah. he gives her a kiss and he gets into his car and michael walks up to norma who says listen why don't you go ahead and take it easy on him okay just just go easy on the guy like i don't think he's really out for any any real harm let's just mm-hmm. let's just go easy on him and as michael heads over to talk to volker kit calls him and is like uh michael i'm picking up signs of an explosive device in volker's car and it's going to go off in about 10 seconds. What? And he starts screaming. He's like, Volker, get out of the fucking car. 
boom. It blows up right in front of the girl's face, and Michael has to like caress her and hold her while she watches her her boyfriend burn and melt into the polyester seats of his car. Oh, oh, oh Volker. That's so sad. I know! It was really upsetting because, like, and we find out later in the episode that there was no true reason for Volker's character to be in this episode. No! Because Devin even mentions near the end of the episode that, like, that's what we cannot figure out why Volker was part of this. So, like, he was a bit of a red herring. I would say MacGuffin, but he didn't stick around long enough. No, I would say it was more of just a red herring. Like, he threw us off just enough to get killed. For a short amount of time. Right. Like, I, I don't... It, it was just a, felt terrible. I, and then, so, if you think of these... If if you write these characters into existence, you've created these these lives on the right, screen. Right, right. So, you wrote this guy into the story just to kill him, and then you wrote in that he would have a romantic relationship with this waitress just so that she could watch him die in a car. Just, yeah, just so she could watch him get burned alive. I wonder if there's any kind of uh, script-writing karma. I don't know. You know, if you write terrible situations and for, for uh, characters <laughs> that you'll have to pay for it at some existential level somewhere. I have no idea. I just, it makes you, you just feel bad. You, you feel do. bad for good old Norma who just wanted to love Volker. Because if, you, if you're just going to hop ahead a bit, if you notice, if the timeline's correct, Norma's back at the diner serving up food the next morning. At least 36 hours. It's, yeah. It's, it's less than two, but yeah, it's definitely, she's just doing her thing. Doesn't seem to be affected whatsoever that she just watched her boyfriend fry into the side of the, <laughs> into the side of his car. <laughs> um, oh, man. So this is where the sheriff confronts Michael again, being like, huh, real weird that every time something like this happens, you're here. And Michael's like, yep, just doing my job. Yeah. And he goes, listen, Michael, you stick around until the fire department's done with their investigation. I'm like, why would the fire department be investigating this? Right, and this is what Michael says. He's like, you know what, Sheriff? First you tell me to get out of town. Now you tell me to stick around. Right. People get really dizzy listening to you. Right. He walks off. I love it. But the sheriff does nothing. He just watches Michael walk away. You know what? Dag Nabbit, he's right. (laughs) Gee, shucky darn, he's right. Damn. (laughs) Hey, horse apples. So, okay, here's my favorite part of the episode. Oh, really? So Terry goes to Michael's motel room and was like, tells her, tells Michael, Rick wants to quit. He wants to leave the alliance. He wants to sell everything. He wants to sell the business and he wants to move away. And without missing a beat, Michael's like, how about we just stand here and hold each other? I know. <laughs> and that's what they do for a really long period just kinda, of time. They just kind of caress and talk. And he just like, he puts on the Michael swagger and he just like caresses and her then and like, rubs her back until she calms down. Christy had opinions about this woman, but. the ter- Tomboy Terry? Tomboy Terry. Yeah. And like, and because uh, she called herself that. That's right. What, that was her name as a kid. Yeah. And she's like, Michael, you know. I've never really been attracted to a man before. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. Just doesn't she say later that this is the, that's the first time she's ever really wanted to kiss another man, a man? Right. And she's the last time I ever wore a dress was at like my high school graduation. Right, because she's surrounded by men all the time. Right. Like, and like, like her brother, and they're just like, she's not attracted to any of them. Right. Oh. Okay. All fair. right. Fair enough. Tomboy Terry. Tomboy Terry. So the next day, Michael calls Devin. I was like, listen, Devin. I'm fucked. I got no leads. I don't know what the hell to do. And Devin's like, ah, you know what? I got a plan that might just work. Oh, really? Let's introduce everyone to Cedric Bagshaw. Cedric Bagshaw? Devin's persona in this is amazing. Who is Cedric Bagshaw, David? Cedric Bagshaw is a man who represents a large manufacturing company that's expanding its markets. He would prefer to deal with independent truckers instead of big businesses. Now, Cedric is going to guarantee a lengthy and profitable contract if someone can drive a shipment to Denver on time in his truck. Okay. I, and it's, So it's basically Devin wearing basic Devin clothes, but he's got the cowboy hat. Devin clothes. He's got his Devin suit do you think and that, the cowboy hat. Do you think that Wilton Knight gave Devin the same restrictions on, on how to dress? Yes. Devin, I've never seen Devin the... wear anything but this and a prison jumpsuit. I know. Devin, now that you're part of the foundation, um, this is what I require you to wear. That's probably what he did. Oh, uh, Wilson, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You can't wash it for a year. Oh. All these, once a year? All these suits are wash and wear. You have to starch it every, once a year. You ever see a charade? 
No old film. It's great with Audrey Hepburn and uh, and um, and uh, Cary Grant. Right. There's a scene where he's he hops in the shower with his his suit on. He's like the manufacturer says it's good because it helps it keeps its shape. <laughs> like it's great, and he's just all drenched. It's funny. I've I, never seen that movie. I've, it's one of those that I've always people have always said you have to watch. But it's I've never worth it. Check it. it out. Good time. So the idea behind uh, behind Cedric Bagshaw's idea is that they'll send a truck out in the hopes that these hijackers will follow along so that they can kind of set this trap and capture them. Correct. So Terry basically was like, "Yeah, I'll do it. I'll take the truck out and we'll do it." So basically, the truck is the semi. The semi. So this is the first time that we see somebody driving the uh, semi. Yeah, and it's Terry. And it's Terry driving the semi with Kit in the back, but we don't know that. You know, all this time I'm picturing Terry from Pee Wee's Playhouse, <laughs> the pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> hello, oh, hello, Pee Wee. Oh, yes. <laughs> what am I doing? No. So so Terry leaves. And uh, Ozzy and Kurt and uh, I think an, and another guy, basically Riggins is there for some reason, just like, Riggins. Just like drinking a soda <laughs> at a picnic table. And they're like, hey, I know. do you hear what this guy's going to do? Would you, uh, you, you, would you be willing to go to bat for us if we, if we did the same thing? Or you you want to make the same, can we make the same run? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good idea. He's like, yeah, well, I'll get behind that one. Sure. <laughs> Jab of the hut sounds. So they leave and he gets on the phone. And we find out, as if we didn't know at this point, <laughs> that Riggins is the man behind the hijackings. Riggins. I mean, we didn't, though. It was kind of hidden. It was. and Because it, it didn't, I mean. I uh, had an inkling, though, when they introduced this guy at the beginning. I'm did like, you, Dave? There's something weird about this did guy. Did you have an inkling? Yes, Greg, I did. Whatever. Uh. Oh, I just broke my own rule. I'm sorry. You're just absolutely disgusting. I am. So, yeah. So, Riggins gets on the phone, and he calls someone. Basically says, here's the deal. It's a black truck with gold trim. Do whatever it takes to take them out. Uh-huh. Hangs up the phone. We cut back to the men in the guy- diner trying to convince Cedric slash Devin to eat a sloppy Joe. <laughs> this scene went on forever. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Served no purpose other than to tell Devin. Devin's like, oh, well, my stomach's a little full. He's like, oh, well, that's just your stomach telling you to eat more. Yeah, and he's like, it's the hottest. It's the hottest stuff. It's got hot peppers in there. It's the hottest thing you ever did eat. And Devin's just like, basically, has been forced to try this disgusting sloppy Joe. But it goes on for so long, and it goes nowhere. Well, there's a bit of a payoff at the end of the episode with it. Yeah, but it doesn't really go much much else. So Terry tells Michael, this is where Terry, because Michael is with Terry in the rig. Yeah, in the truck, and so this is where she tells Michael that last night was the first time that she truly wanted to kiss a man, and Michael's like, "Why don't you try it right now?" (laughs) She didn't do that. Uh, So sure enough, the men who were there and they were called begin trailing the truck. They Mm -hmm. begin following the truck out. So they cut up around to the side of the car and they try and they get um, they try to tell the rig to pull over. And Kit's like, Michael, they're approaching. Let's do this. So the truck opens up. Kit backs out and goes around to the other side. Michael jumps from the truck into Kit, who then backs up and goes around to the other side and pulls around to the other it's side. It's just so messy. The truck. What is going on? And so they pull up. So Michael pulls up behind the men. The men open fire. Obviously, the bullets continue to bounce off of Kit. Michael guns it ahead, swerves off stops in the middle of the road, causing the men to somehow flip their truck over. I know. We were watching it. Christy's like, oh, that's how they get him again. Because in the last episode, last week, you remember that oh, they, yeah. were having, they hit like a flower pot and the car flipped. Yeah. Yep. That's how you That's how you stop a car chase. Yeah. And, and, so it's like, and so he grabs him out and he goes, he asks one of the guys, who are you working for? And the guy's like, Gil Riggins. It was Riggins. <laughs> He's the one. Go find him. Who does number two work for? <laughs> I was thinking that exact thing when I watched the episode last night. <laughs> so sure enough, they return to the original site to see Riggins in a van trying oh, to escape. Is that van down by the river? It is down by the river. Kit, once again, turbo boosts through the back of the truck. So if you notice, when this guy's getting into the van as he's walking up to the van... Christy and I both commented, wow, that van is really long. Did you notice how long yes. that van was? Yes. There was an extra like five feet on the back of it. Oh, yeah. I guess so that Kit could drive through it later. Because he does. He he blasts through it, causing the, obviously the car breaks down. 
Michael pulls Riggins out and basically is like, your time's up. The cops show up and arrest Riggins. Is that what he sounds like? Your time's up. Time's up. <laughs> your time's up. So yeah, so they, they basically arrest Riggins and we cut back for the finale, which is where we get the payoff because Michael comes out and goes, man, that is one of the best sloppy joes I've ever eaten. He's like licking his fingers. I know. It would be awesome like if he had like a bib on it's like and he's sloppy just Joe covered in, in sauce. All over his mouth. God, Michael's he's just... Like, uh, he's got, like, meat sticking out of his teeth. I know. It's like... He grins like you when you eat a lot of lettuce and salad. Do I have like, something in my teeth? Yeah. It's, oh, like, it's like gristle in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, Devin reports that all the stolen electronics were returned. Terry and Rick have started their own company, the Cali Family Garage and Trucking. And Kit is enjoying his new CB handle, Hot Night. Now, is that Kit's... <clears throat> A CB handle, or is that Michael's CB no, handle? No, actually, I guess Kit wouldn't have a CB handle. Oh, I guess he would, because knowing Kit, Kit could also radio to other trucks. So Kit he could, could be ma- whoever he wanted, He I could guess. make up. So Michael is Hot Knight. Of course. I know well, he is. Well, we know he is. I know he's Hot Knight. Um, and so that's kind of where we end the episode with Kit, Michael, and Terry driving off to um, like a bar, right? For, yes. for dancing. For the dance. They're driving to a bar for the dancing. Because it's nickel beer night. Right. And they, yeah, so Ozzy and the other guys are like, well, let's go. Who's buying? And they all they radio Michael and be like, hey, can, can you can you imagine going to a bar with a dollar and getting shit faced? So is it nickel beer night? Yeah. So for a dollar, that's 20 beers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nickel beer night. I got a buck. It's was- probably like 3% beer, though. So you'd have to drink. Well, it's beer. 20 beers to get a buzz. <laughs> all right. It's 1980s beer. So it's probably 18% alcohol. It's just malt liquor. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's I, it. Actually, it ended pretty good because it ended with uh, Terry's brother and the other guy that kind of had the hots for Terry. Maybe they'll go ask, you know, let's go. Can we come too? Yeah. Like, they see Bead Kit. Hey, hot night. It was, we, it was good. It, it was, was a good, fun. It, it was a fun ending. So. I do, I do want to comment on one of the actors that was in there. I think it was Stevie or something, whatever, whatever you said his name was. Ooh, Kurt? Ozzy? Sure, whatever. Which one? Um, The guy with the hat. I got a, the I guy got a who wife hit, and kids. The guy who was hitting on Terry? No, I got a wife and kids. I think that was and Ozzy. Got, anyway, his name's Burton Gillum. Yeah. You know, and he, he's, a, he's a pretty famous actor. He's in Blazing Saddles. Um, he was in a whole bunch of other stuff. I have haven't seen Blazing Saddles in a long time. Uh, you'd recognize him. I probably would. You're sure? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yep. You have no idea. <laughs> I actually want to mention something. So he was he was the guy in Back to the Future Three that sold him the Colt Peacemaker. Oh, okay. I know. Exa- I actually do know exactly. Who you're I want him about. to know he was killed by a Colt Peacemaker. I remember that scene now. Okay, I I, I know what you're talking about. Holy flapjacks! <laughs> so speaking of actors, Michael mentions John Wayne. In the Alamo, the movie, yes, in this episode, and how we'd seen it fifteen times. The Alamo, the Alamo, has not this this bit of trivia has nothing to do with that, although it does have to do with the fact that John Wayne's son Ethan hmm. appeared in the second season of Knight Rider. Oh, yeah, I just thought that was a fun little piece as a John Wayne lookalike. I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out. I'm really excited. I can't for wait that. for that. So I don't know how to feel about this episode. Okay. Okay. I, it had the makings of a really solid episode. Like it had the really good chase sequences. It had the requisite female counterpart who isn't mm-hmm. Bonnie. Devin makes up the fake persona. Kit, oh. Kit falling in love with CB Radio. Like it had all the makings of a really good episode, but something wasn't sitting right with me throughout the episode. And honestly, like I'm gonna have to hold off on my final rating because I think really? I'm gonna need to rewatch it. Okay. I think I need to go back and rewatch it this week before we come back next week to give a definitive rating cuz I don't know what wow. to, I don't know what to do with it. You're going to take a you're going to take a rain check on that. I'm going to I'm going to hold off on my rating. I'll give it next week. I think I'm going to rewatch it this weekend. Okay. And I'm going to see if I feel a little bit better <laughs> about the episode. Okay. What are you going to do? Well, so I enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, it was goofy. For some reason I kind of liked it. I and I I like really like the idea of nickel beer night. Okay. I don't know. Trucker movies are fun, even though they're so like over the top yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great, but it was better than average, I thought, because I enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, what am I thinking? The, the, the Not a turtleneck. What's below a turtleneck? The... Um, the... 
belt. The le- per- leather jacket. Leather jacket. I'm going to give it a leather jacket. All right. So you're going to give it a, okay. three, a three stars. I might give it, yeah. It's a little bit, it's interesting. All right. It was enjoyable. And Dave, we're going to go question mark, question mark, question mark, because I have no idea what I want to do. I don't have any questions right now. Why not? Do you want to make some up on the spot? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You do one and I do one. Okay. Who is more likely to urinate in public? <laughs> Michael or Kit? <laughs> now, you know, when your air conditioner is running, it drips his con- drips It drips his oh condensation. God. Yeah, drips condensation. Is that like Kit urinating or drooling? Or is Oh, it, good question. Or is it when... The, okay, no, that's Kit drooling. I think Kit urinating is when there's moisture pouring out of the exhaust pipe. Kit just by necessity urinates in public. Do you think Kit pissing in public is like the oil slicks that he shoots out the back of the car? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but I think, you know, as a deliberate act, Michael also would pee in public. But oh, I think, yeah. I think Michael would be more aggressive about it and deliberately pee on things he didn't like. <laughs> you think he'd do it to market territory? Yeah, I think. So my answer is yes to both. Both Kit and Michael would pee in public. One, because they have to. The other one because they're jerks. So you're splitting your vote. All right. I I have to go with Michael. And I like the reasoning because of what you said. Like, he's just more likely to just do it to spite shit. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, I'm going to fucking piss right here. <laughs> just let it all out. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm saying, yeah, Michael Michael is the more likely to, to urinate in public. All right, Greg, what do you got? Who's more likely to laugh out loud while watching Apocalypse Now? <laughs> Me, apparently. Are you talking about Michael or Devin? Oh, right. Um, how about out of the entire Knight Rider crew? Kit, Devin, Michael, or Bonnie? Ooh, we're going all four. Yeah, it's the first time we've had a four-way. <laughs> Who's more? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule out Devin because Devin has the, has the war history. I, I think Devin, anytime Devin watches a war movie. Yeah. By the way, I think Devin's favorite war movie is The Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, damn. For no other reason, I just... I feel like that's Devin's favorite war film. Okay. Devin takes war movies very seriously. So anytime if somebody was to laugh about that, I just think that he would get so overwhelmed with frustration that he'd either leave or tell the person laughing to leave. Okay. Kit would just ask so many questions as he tries to learn about what they're watching that I think he wouldn't know to laugh. Mm -hmm. I actually don't think Kit has a sense of humor. So I don't think he can laugh. Interesting. Michael? See, here's the deal. I think Michael has a very sensitive streak where he would be super, super responsible and watch this movie with the utmost respect. Bonnie, I think Bonnie would be so uncomfortable and weirded out by the fact that people invited her to do something other than work on Kit (laughs) that she would just nervously laugh the entire time. She was like, oh my God, they asked me to watch him. <laughs> that is entirely different. That's fantastic. I have to go with, I got to go that with Bonnie. she's nervously laughing like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm outside of the truck. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. She doesn't know what to do with herself. This is amazing. <laughs> As I, yeah. Oh man. I, I, that's, I'm going to have to, wow. I can't not, I That literally to, was spur, like, I don't, like, I just vomited that out. I have to go with that because it's brilliant. You got okay because she's not laughing at the film; she's laughing at the situation. The situation. She's, in. she's like, I'm watching a movie with everybody. This is amazing. <laughs> this movie is this movie is fucked up. Yes, uh, I, I I'm absolutely. A great time. I absolutely think that's the way that Bonnie would do that. Hundred percent. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll put that uh, we'll put that poll out um, probably tomorrow, so you'll see that Monday morning. Greg, David, do you want to hear what's coming up next week? My God, I do. All right, so next week is season one, episode twenty one. It's the penultimate episode, by the way. So we have after that we have two episodes left in season one. Season one, episode twenty-one. Nobody does it better. An investigation into stolen computer software leads Michael and Kit to a murder. Michael also finds himself protecting an inexperienced private eye determined to solve the case. Let me guess: that private eye is a woman. I I haven't looked at all, but I would not be surprised if said private eye was a woman. <laughs> Got it. Just going to say, just as we've seen for the last 20 episodes of the show, every time there's a counterpart, it's usually a female. Of course. Um, Greg. Yep. Let's talk about where people can find us on the interwebs. Well, it, the easiest thing to do, David. Well, obviously, actually, if people have, are listening to us, then they have found us. But what can they do to tell people 
Where can they find well, us? Well, you you tell everybody. You you tell folks to check us out. Go to champacline.com, C-I-A-M-P-A-K-L-E-I-N. You'll find all the connections to our various bits of soch. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mostly Instagram and Twitter. Those yeah. are the big ones that we use a lot. Absolutely. And uh, give us a call. Give us a call on our hotline, 207-835-1954. We'd love to hear from you. We absolutely would love to hear from you. And finally, the last thing is to leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way for Greg and I to be seen and heard by other listeners. And as we're about to launch into Season 2 of Knight Rider, we would love to kind of go on this journey with more people. So go ahead and let those people know, if you know somebody who likes 80s television, please let them know we would love to be a part of their weekly lives did you like that greg weekly lives yes greg mm-hmm. do you have anything to say to these people before we say good night nope all right guys for the night rider years i am danger dog coyote i am i'm the voice of night grandfather knuckles <laughs> have a fantastic week everybody for easy reference if you prefer. What would you like to hear? There you have it, loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.